1: Hello, hi, and welcome to another Bullet Points episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I'm your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and in this mini show, I wanted to ask whether lockdown has changed your view of alcohol and how you consume it. And I'm really interested to start a discussion about this in the Facebook forum, but for the purposes of this episode, I will share my experience and why it prompted me to ask the question and to ask all of you, my most excellent listeners, because I'm curious if, like me, you've taken a little look at your relationship with alcohol and you've decided to reassess it. So lockdown has been slowly easing here in the UK and with lifted restrictions and the vaccination rollout moving at a pace, we are all feeling a little more confident about socialising again. And when dining, which had previously been outside only, moved inside recently, I, like many others I'm sure, was keen to begin to make plans to see people again. Although, please know, with all precautions taken. And so subsequently, the diary started filling up with appointments that didn't have a Zoom link in the add notes and URL field of the diary alert. So I was surprised a few weeks ago when I put my first proper meat in the diary after nearly a year off and nearly a year off, nearly a year of not seeing my friends in person to feel anxious again. But not just to feel anxious about the potential risks of COVID. I was actually nervous about drinking again So since we went back, since we went into lockdown here in the UK back in March 2020, I haven't consumed that much alcohol, genuinely. I think I had some champagne on Christmas Day, which I spent alone, which I talked about previously, and probably over the course of the whole year, I've had three bottles of red wine. Um, The occasional glass before dinner can sometimes feel like a really decadent, lovely treat, a lovely way to sort of end the working day and begin the evening. When I'm not doing yoga, but other than a few spirits to toast occasions over Zoom with friends, that's really honestly been it. And what I've realized is that when it comes to alcohol in the isolation of home by myself, I can take it or leave it. But to be honest, 99 times out of 100, it seems I leave it. And it's not just that I leave it, 99 times out of 100, I don't even think about it, it doesn't even come into my thinking oh, it'd be nice to have a drink now, I just don't even consider it. And realising this prompted me to think of my 20s and particularly in my early 30s, when nights out were all about getting drunk and how my friends and I would enable each other to just have one more and how the silliness of the excess of, you'll never guess what so-and-so did, made for a background narrative in our social groups that was always really entertaining, really fun. And what's really made me question this, and if I'm being honest, it's made me wonder if I wish I could take it all back, take back all those boozy nights and trade them in for something a little bit more nourishing and healthier, is how much better I feel for not drinking alcohol. And I guess with the combination of getting my diet on track after years of disordered eating and also finding my groove when it comes to exercise, I've said this before in the podcast, but I will say it again, I felt much better than I have in a long, long time. And the only thing that knocks me off balance other than the occasional hormonal migraine is alcohol. And that's something I've only really been able to figure out in lockdown where all my occasions for drinking were on hold. Look, I'm going to hold my hands up and admit that excavating my memories, some of them partial and some of them like inaccessible corrupt files on an obsolete hard drive, was not a particularly easy experience. I would never say I had a drinking problem, but my consumption has, because my consumption has always been intermittent, it's always been the sort of feast or famine of someone who only really drank socially. But looking back at my 20s and those early 30s, when I worked in a job where I was far less likely to get a bollocking for being late because of a hangover than a doctor's appointment. I've realised that more often than not, the drinking was too much. Never too much to be dangerous, thank goodness, but enough to be like, what are you doing? Genuinely, I think if I saw myself back to the future Two style, like current me, saw past me, outside a club or a bar or whatever, would just be like, I would, I would tell, I would chide myself, I would tell myself off like a very stern parent and tell previous me, past me, to go home, sort herself out and think about what she was doing, which <laughs> let's, let's be glad the space-time continuum is not fractured right now. So it's probably a clumsy way to conclude it and saying it out loud only confirms and emphasizes the poor logic and stupidity of it, but getting to that threshold of tipsy drunk Those nights out where it would go from, oh, we've just left work to, oh, we're on a night out. That threshold of tipsy drunk, as I like to call it, was something I would race towards because I thought if I'm there, then everyone else will be there and we can all just have fun, right? As soon as we reached that point, work was left behind and we could just focus on fun and we didn't have to talk about anything serious. It wasn't drinking because the taste was nice. It was drinking because if we all got a little bit drunk, then we'd be having fun, all of us. Having fun. Everyone's having fun, right? Yes? Okay, good. So yes, I admit, the logic of it, there is none. The drinking was all about getting comfortable. What a great way to break the ice with someone. Get a bit drunk together and bond over the experience. Get a bit loose, loosey-goosey. For anyone who's ever been served a grey goose or been handed a grey goose and been told to get loosey-goosey, you will be over it. If someone is comfortable enough to get tipsy with you, it's also that sort of implied there's that implication that they must like you, right? They're they're enjoying time with you because they're not trying to get a bus train taxi home. It just emphasises how much of a social lubricant alcohol is and how it lowers our inhibitions. If people are drinking, then we're all relaxed, we're chill, yeah? And I think that's what I used to really cling to back in those, back in my 20s and early 30s. And there's actually, there's video footage of me somewhere, goodness knows where I hope it never sees the light of day. But from the Brit Awards after party 2012, where heartily lubricated with free booze, I took to the stage and performed a full dance routine. Now, the friend who... And this, was, this was a lot. The friend who videoed it was standing among a group of other friends of ours, and while I watched it the next day, after, after I'd been unwell, and I did find it funny, I will always remember hearing one of the friends within the group saying, over all the laughter, seriously though, should one of us go and get her? I thought I was dancing amazingly, but the truth was, I was just dancing quite badly. However... The other thing I don't want to do is look back on my 20s and early 30s and feel guilty or stupid for poor life choices because A, what's the point? It's done. And B, isn't that what those years are for? Aren't those years the ones best used for a little bit of excess here and there? And all these years on and through the unique lens of the last 14 months, it has just struck me that alcohol is something I'm really not that fussed about. And perhaps more importantly, I have realised it makes me feel bad, not bad as in existential crisis and self-sabotaging behaviours, but bad, so I don't wake up with the same energy and enthusiasm for the day ahead. With that said, there are some days, like today for example, when the weather is beautiful, it's 27 degrees here in London today, which is, we've had a, a month of non-stop rain, so it's blissful for many reasons, but it's a day like today when I think that the most delicious thing that could possibly pass my lips is a crisp, chilled glass of pink champagne from a long stem flute.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Bougie or what? Or when I think of how decadent it would be to go to the Connaught with a friend and have a Bloody Mary. Because trust me, the Bloody Marys at the Connaught are the best you will ever have. I'm not saying I won't ever drink again, but what I've learned about my relationship with alcohol in the last year is that for me personally, that feeling after more than one is something I just don't like. I like waking up feeling energized after sleeping well, and those are two things that alcohol takes away from me. Plus, it's true, it's true what they say, hangovers do get worse as you get older, so a morning of feeling crap is now a couple of days of feeling not quite right. I also know that for some people, lockdown has had a completely different impact on their relationship with alcohol. And I was looking up the research on this before I uh, decided to talk about it today. And according to research commissioned by Alcohol Change UK, almost one in three drinkers have been drinking increasing or high risk levels in lockdown, which is over 14 units per week. And over half of drinkers said that they've drunk alcohol for a mental health reason. So whether they were feeling anxious, stressed, worried, bored, maybe they couldn't sleep, felt sad, low, etc., So while some of us have thought less about alcohol than before in the last 14 months, others have leaned on it harder and there's no shame in either. If you're listening to this and it's made you think about your relationship with alcohol, then I encourage you to visit some of the resources available to you. I mentioned Alcohol Change UK. They have a wonderful, very comprehensive website and they also have a quiz that um, very objectively, very non-judgmentally asks you some questions that will help you assess whether your drinking needs to be looked at, whether it's perhaps not the right balance right now and of course there's there are resources like Alcoholics Anonymous and also drinkaware.co.uk but I really would be interested to know how your relationship with alcohol has changed if it has changed in lockdown so let's chat about this in the Facebook forum I know I know you my most excellent listeners will have some really wonderful insights and I'm really interested to hear them because I've definitely thought about this it hasn't just been about my drinking in lockdown it's been about the the perspective it's given me on my previous drinking which like i said there's nothing i can do about but it has just made me wonder hmm because assessing that i think is making me think about how i want to drink moving forward if i want to drink moving forward of course i want that tall long stemmed glass of ice cold pink champagne because hey one of those on a summer day is a true treat but it has made me think about will i order another so let's chat about this in the Facebook group. The link to join that Facebook forum is in the show notes which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode and I would love to hear your opinions on this. Um, if you would like to get in touch with me you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns and it really would be an honestly it would be a delight to hear from you so please don't be shy about getting in touch don't be shy about joining that facebook forum and thank you as ever for listening i hope that you have enjoyed this bullet points episode or it has at least uh, made you think in the way that i have thought which i think has been helpful for me so i hope my most excellent listeners it has been helpful for you thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one